Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, good evening. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. This is Praying for America, where we not only comment on the news, we pray over the news. We as patriots, we as followers of Jesus Christ, looking squarely in the eye at the nonsense that's going on around us, evaluating it with the help of our friends, our colleagues, our analysts uh, in this conservative and America First movement, and gaining consolation, gaining insight from their expertise and gaining consolation from the Word of God. So many of you that I meet across the country tell me, Father, I had such a peace of mind uh, after uh, listening to the broadcast. Uh, you put things in perspective. You eased my anxiety. And uh, that's always good to hear, brothers and sisters, because it is so important that we gain perspective, which always means increasing the field of vision, if you will. Oftentimes anxiety is caused when our, our field of vision is restricted just to one aspect of what is going on. We expand our, our, our vision here and we see it doesn't necessarily change our convictions about what's going on. But we see the fuller picture, and that fullest picture is given to us, of course, in the Word of God. So what has been going on in terms of this uh, just today, okay, just today, Thursday, uh, we had uh, this uh, indication from um, in Florida from uh, Judge Reinhardt that, you know, some of, at least some of this affidavit should be released uh, underlying the search warrant of the ridiculous uh, raid on uh, President Trump's home. We'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, what is going on with with that? And and, uh, what might we likely see? Uh, I'm sure you've been following, as I have, the various commentaries. uh, But just in case you missed some of it, I'll summarize some of that uh, for you. So let's go first to the Word of God. And uh, I also want to talk to you about some... um, Trends in the election polling, of course, we are very much focused on the midterm elections, and uh, we'll look at some of the trends and some of the uh, uh, perspectives behind that as well. But I wanted to read tonight Psalm 139, because uh, this connects with something we'll, uh, we'll talk about a little bit later in the uh, program. Psalm 139 says, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. So you hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn and settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. 
For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God, away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let us pray. Father, you are always with us, and you always see us, and you always know us. Lord, you see what is happening in the secret places, even when we are in the womb, when no one on the outside sees us with the naked eye. We, O Lord, are in your full view. We were in your full view even before we were being formed in the womb. From all eternity, from as long as you are God, you knew that we would be, you willed that we would be, and you knew in advance all our actions. That does not mean we are not free. It means simply that you knew. You know us, Lord God, better than we know ourselves, and you know what is going on in America and in the world and in the universe better than any of us know. And that is why we trust in you, and that is why our founding fathers entrusted this nation to your providence, because you knew in advance, you knew even then, you knew from all eternity, the things that are unfolding before our eyes today on the news, the battles that are going on against our Constitution and against our freedom. Lord, you know us through and through. And this psalm asks, Lord, that you exercise your judgment, that you fill us with wisdom, and that you purify us and set our hearts only on what is good and what is true. Enable us, Lord, to see things as you see them, that we may indeed have your peace as we entrust all our anxieties to you. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, I want to come back to the topic of the unborn after I comment on the uh, potential releasing of the affidavit. Because in this psalm, you know, we usually hear the words about God forming us in the secret places. We usually hear those words by themselves when people are pointing out the deep biblical teaching about the unborn. But I want you to notice that it's put there in that psalm in the context of God knowing us no matter where we are and of knowing even the depths of the secret 
things going on. Things, in other words, that are hidden from everybody, including from us. He knows. And I love that verse that says, for you, O God, the night is as clear as the day. In other words, God is always the same. For us, there's night and there's day. And there are ups and there are downs. And there are times of anxiety and times of rejoicing. But we're always in the hands and we can always trust in the God for whom, on our darkest day, He is the same as on our happiest day. He knows everything. And for the fact that we are never hidden from Him should inform the way we love because our neighbors should not be hidden from us. We should know that our neighbor is always our neighbor. Whether things are clear or not, we should know that the people we're responsible for including are include the ones that we don't see and we shouldn't pretend that because we don't see them, they don't exist. That's what happens with our unborn brothers and sisters. But we'll get back to that in a moment because it has to do with the polling on the midterm elections. But let's focus on something that so many of us and most of us are thinking about and talking about uh, today in particular. So we see President Trump now for days has been saying, I want the affidavit released. Now, again, to remind you, the context for this is Article 4 of the Constitution. Okay, we referred to this the other night. Uh, our, our, not Article 4, Amendment 4, the Fourth Amendment I'm talking about. <clears throat> Against unreasonable searches and seizures. Let me read it again. It's worth, worth going back to it yet again. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and defects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Okay, so in other words, you can't just go in and start looking around people's homes. You've got to have enough of a, you've got to have an oath. There has to be an affidavit. Somebody has to swear to evidence that it's probable that this person violated some criminal statute. The warrant, the judge saying, yeah, law enforcement, you can go in and search this person's house or take these items, has to indicate very particularly, is the word it uses, the amendment, specific things that are to be taken from particular places that are to be searched. So it can't, like, it can't be carte blanche. It can't be carte blanche. Oh, just go in and search the house. See what, take whatever you find. And it can't be without this probable cause that has to be supported by some kind of oath. So what was the oath? What was the affirmation? Who were the people that were so sure that President Trump did something wrong that they got this, this warrant, which first of all, doesn't seem to comport to what the Fourth Amendment requires in terms of its particularity, or at least wasn't carried out that way. But what, where's the beef? Where's the beef? What is it? And of course, this is all falling apart for the other side. They have nothing. They never have had anything in all the other hoaxes that they've launched. But here in particular, think of it this way. Usually, 
This affidavit underlying the, the warrant, the oath underlying the warrant, usually is not released until after the process has gone uh, has taken has, has taken place by which maybe then you have an indictment, a person is charged with something. And the defendant is not going to usually want that to be out there. But here you have President Trump saying, I want it all out there and I want it out there now. Go ahead, release the affidavit, release the underlying oath. What do people think I did? And in a strange moment here, we see what the president is saying as exactly the same thing that the fake news media is saying, release the affidavit. We should know, the American people have a right to know, what is it that they're after here? And uh, because if there isn't something rock solid, you have a terrible overreach here of government powers, what we've all been talking about for days now. You have a police state, you have a secret police. Now, and of course, you have uh, the government being abused by partisan partisan uh, politicians against one of their political enemies. Okay, so the innocent person is the one calling for more transparency in these instances. The one who's calling for more openness, transparency, and revelation is going to be the one who is innocent and who has not done anything wrong. And that's what, what we see is, is, is President Trump being the one uh, saying exactly that. So, yes, I want to emphasize in my own conviction, and I believe that this is uh, shared by most of you, that everything should be revealed into the light of day and it should be done as quickly as possible. Now, what the judge is saying is, well, he's giving the Department of Justice until next week, a week from today, to uh, redact what they think is too sensitive to be released. And, you know, you get a redacted document, you see a document that's got all these black, black uh, 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 boxes and rectangles, maybe the entire page is not there, you know, lines are crossed out and entire sections are blacked out. Oh, we can't want to put this person in danger. We don't want to compromise the investigation by revealing this information or let people know too much about what it is that we're trying to accomplish. But we're going to see then what there's going to be a back and forth between the judge and the Department of Justice is saying, okay, well, you redacted this, uh, but I, you know, I, I don't think that this is something that you know, needs to be hidden from the public and there'll be this back and forth. Uh, who knows? It could take a while. It could go up to higher courts. Uh, we're, we're not, we shouldn't expect to see much anytime soon. And when we do, it's likely to cause more questions than answers. It's like, well, what was in, uh, what was in that section that was, uh, that was left out, but we do deserve to know as much as possible, as soon as possible, because the trust that was pretty bad before is, is totally undermined now in these agencies of government, especially when it's in the hands of the Democrats, because they want to destroy, well, look, we know they want to destroy the country. And we know they want to destroy President Trump and certainly keep him from running. They are not going to succeed in either one of those things because we're not going to let them succeed. We already know that. And that's why this is such an important thing to insist upon.
Now, Dan Bongino, I, I, I'm sure many of you watch his, uh, his show each day on, uh, on Rumble. If not, go check it out. He was making a, a doing an, uh, he always does a great analysis of these things. Uh, of course, he was in law enforcement and also Secret Service. He knows this stuff inside out. And he was saying, look, you don't, when you're local law enforcement, when you're on the, you know, when you're in the NYPD, you know, and you're, you're, you're patrolling the streets, you see somebody committing a crime, you, you go and you, and you arrest them. Somebody's beating his wife in public. You, 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 you see it unfolding before your eyes. You don't know who that person is, but you just saw what they were doing. And so you take them in and then you start asking, what in the world is going on here? What were you doing? Why were you doing it? You ask witnesses and you work the case backwards, as he explains. You saw the incident. There's no question this person was doing that. And then you go figure out with that, hopefully with that person's cooperation, with the cooperation of witnesses, what exactly went down. That's working the case backwards. But you arrest them right there. The FBI, he says, doesn't work that way. It's not supposed to work that way. They're supposed to work a case forward. In other words, you're investigating behind the scenes something that it's the Federal Bureau of Investigation, after all, right? You're investigating something you don't know about. And then once you've got, after however long it takes, you know what is going on, who did what, and that you've got it locked up, you go... And you don't just go execute a search warrant. You know what you're looking for because you've done your homework and you bring along with that search warrant an arrest warrant because this person doesn't have a case because you've already investigated and unlocked the case. You go with an arrest warrant as well as a search warrant when you have done that kind of homework. In this case, in what happened in, in uh, the President Trump's house, of course, they purposely avoided having him be there. They don't have any case for any kind of, of arrest warrant. In fact, notice in all this discussion, all the stuff that's not being said. The bottom line is, the only thing we know for sure that's going on here is that these people hate President Trump and they're trying to, they're fishing. They're on a fishing expedition. This is not some, this is not speculation. So, as Bongino pointed out the other day, we don't go fishing for a crime when we, against a particular person. We don't search for a crime for a person. We search for a person for a crime. When we know that a crime has taken place, you deal with the crime and then you search for any people responsible for it. You don't do the other thing the opposite way. Search for a crime of a specific person. That's exactly what is so unconstitutional here and so wrong and what is infuriating people. And you know what, brothers and sisters? Be infuriated. Be infuriated. All right. Let me go to switch gears. Oh, one more thing about, you know, all this nonsense. And it's nothing but nonsense. And the case is collapsing 
right before our eyes and before the eyes of the other side about, oh, well, this is classified information. They're trying to raise this ridiculous specter. And it's ridiculous. This is just for the ignorant. Okay, You are not among the ignorant. What the other side is doing is preying on the ignorance of way too many people who are way less educated about these things than they should be. Whereby they're they're trying to raise this, oh, you know, this this whole oh, this this classified information that President Trump had there, he's not supposed to have. First of all, he never loses his clearance. Okay, he's the president of the United States, a, f- a former president. As the president of the United States, he had clearance to, to all this information. He has access to everything, and the clearance that a president has to see top secret classified information he never loses all the rest of his life he has that so that's point number one point number two as president he has full authority to declassify things and he doesn't doesn't have to be a document he says says so he says so it's it's declassified and that's what he's saying he's saying very clearly that he uh declassified uh, this information. And thirdly, but this is the thing I want to bring to you in case you didn't hear it already from what uh, uh, Dan Bongino said the other day. He said, look, we prepared presidential motorcades, okay? So if the president's going to go into a particular city and uh, the Secret Service and the president's team have mapped out the exact route that they're going to take on their motorcade through that city, before they get there, and actually go that route, that's classified information. That's information that is top secret because you don't want people who are terrorists or people who want to do harm to the, to the president or his, or his entourage to know exactly where he's going to be at what particular time. Now, if then you look at that information after the fact. If the, if the visit to the city happened and the motorcade went the way that it actually was, was going to go, after that day is finished and that event is over and the president has left the city and returned home, whether to Washington or to uh, his private residence, is that information still classified? Does that still, having that information still pose a danger? Does having that information still create a, 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 a danger for the very reason that it was classified in the first place? Of course not, because the event is over. The motorcade isn't going to go that route anymore because it already did. It's finished. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and this, is the, this is a great example of the danger of people using, throwing around these terms where they don't know what in the world they're talking about. And they want to prey on the ignorance of, 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 of the public about, oh, national security threat, nuclear codes, and espionage, all this, gar- this complete garbage. Because they don't know what in the world they're talking about. And they're preying on the fact that other people, too many other people, don't either. Okay. I'm going to go into what I'm about to say now more tomorrow. Um, Some polling in certain 
uh, key Senate races that we're all concerned about, and we're, we're, we have to regain the Senate for the Republicans. Um, some of it is showing shifting slightly towards favoring the Democrats. I'm not so convinced. But what some people are, are saying is, well, you know, people are really angry, especially women, that Roe v. Wade has been reversed. Oh, is that so? And, and you think that's going to give, well, Democrats, of course, are hoping anything. Oh, give us a life. Give us a life preserver is what they're crying out. They need to grasp at anything they can to help avoid the disastrous defeat that they are on the road to. And so now part of this could be actual shifting in some people's uh, preferences in voting. And a lot of this could be just the desperate spin combined with their anger over Roe v. Wade being reversed. I think time will tell because, you know, being somebody who works on the national level full time on the issue of abortion, I can tell you for sure that you don't reverse Roe versus Wade without knowing that there is going to be an intense visceral reaction uh, of anger on the part of those that not only have been promoting abortion all these years and defending it, but who benefit from it monetarily. The abortion industry is an industry. It's not just some kind of political viewpoint. It is an industry raking in hundreds of millions of dollars every year. And brothers and sisters, that money goes back into, in large measure, the coffers of the Democrat candidates who have promised to keep it legal. Of course, there's going to be an explosive reaction. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to sustain it with the general public in any meaningful way for any meaningful period of time. So I would caution you that we've got over these days, there's less than 90 days to the election, but we've got a very, very strong uh, pro-life movement ready and, and working each day to counteract what are the lies that the other side continues to tell about what this decision means in the first place. Now, I just today received our copies here at Priests for Life of this new uh, booklet that I want to urge you to get. Roe v. Wade Overruled, Understanding the Dobbs Case and Our New Opportunity to Protect the Unborn. Understanding it, what a lot of people are in fact angry about, and we might see this as a reason for uh, more people say, oh, I'm going to go out and vote Democrat. Because they, those Republicans, they overturned Roe v. Wade. Yeah, but meaning what? They didn't take it out of your hands as voters. They didn't take it out of the hands of the lawmakers you elect. They didn't take it out of your hands to decide exactly what the policy will be on abortion in this nation or in your state. What they said, what the court said was precisely, we're not going to decide it for you. You have to decide. And the other point, and I'll go into this in more uh, depth tomorrow, is that those who defend abortion, whether it's the lawmakers or the, um, the advocates, the interest groups, those who defend abortion, 
never describe what they defend. Biden and Pelosi, you go back, Obama, Clinton, all these Democrat uh, leaders and all the operatives behind them and in league with them, no matter how passionately, no matter how constantly, they defend, quote unquote, abortion and the right to abortion. They, going back to the psalm that we read at the beginning, promote the darkness. What I mean is, they never describe what they defend. They never show you this. Here is, this is a, a, a diagram of what an abortion, what abortion means. This is a baby being torn apart. You can see in four frames here. It's dismemberment, brothers and sisters. Do you think a single one of these activists or a single one of these Democrat operatives who are saying, oh, we got to get the people riled up, that abortion is now... First of all, what are they saying? Are they trying to make them think that abortion is now automatically illegal? Because that's not what the Dobbs decision said. And by the way, you can get this new booklet uh, explaining in layman's terms what the decision did say at ProLifeProducts.org. ProLifeProducts.org. What are they telling them? That automatically now it's illegal because that's a blatant lie. Or what are they telling them? Oh, we have to make sure that it stays legal? Don't you think that before you start promoting your Democrat candidates or saying, oh, I'm going to vote for them because I'm angry that Roe v. Wade was reversed, Don't you think you ought to describe what you defend? Don't you think you ought to maybe tell people what this is? No, 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 they never do that. They never have done that. And I'll tell you why they never will do that. Because the American people, whether Republican, Democrat, or Independent, do not support this. And they do not support the radical position on abortion that the Democrat Party represents. And this, brothers and sisters, is how... Focusing on abortion does not help them, it helps us, because their position on this is abortion without limits. Without limits. And the American people have never bought into that, and that's what you and I need to point out. We've got all the evidence in the world to to prove it. That if you elect Democrats, What you're going to get is not a reasonable policy on abortion across America. You are going to get exactly the policy that the House of Representatives, the current Democrat House, already passed more than once. And that is a policy that says no restrictions and no limitations on abortion, no limitations on late-term abortion, no involvement of parents in helping to either decide for or against an abortion decision by a minor age daughter, nothing, no regulations, no health regulations, clinic regulations, informed consent, none of these rules, none of these laws, none of these limits. Abortion in the ninth month, healthy mother carrying a healthy baby. How many Americans you think agree with that? But that's what the Democrats push. They've already voted on it in the House of Representatives more than once. You want unlimited abortion, that's what you're going to get if you elect these Democrats. And that's the point that, that that's the point you and I need. That's how we have to frame the choice here. 
Okay, the choice is not between allowing abortion or having a complete ban on abortion. The choice is between having the kinds of regulations or restrictions, having the freedom that that you can work with your lawmakers and that they can implement the kind of restrictions that you think are reasonable versus having imposed on us by the Democrat politicians a policy of unrestricted abortion, just like the court had imposed on us 50 years ago a policy of practically unlimited abortion in Roe v. Wade. That's exactly the mistake that the court has now admitted. We don't want to go back to that just through a different door. Let's go back to that through the legislative door instead of the unelected judges imposing it on us. Well, we'll get into more of this tomorrow. We're out of time here, but I do want to close after I pray with you. I do want to close with a video about President Trump's great accomplishments because in the midst of all of this nonsense, all fabricated garbage about, oh, what did the president do wrong now? Okay, here we go with another hoax. What we've got to be focusing on with the American people is the greatness of his leadership and his accomplishments. How on earth can a person who has accomplished so much for America be in one's wildest imaginations considered an enemy of America? It's you frauds on the left who are the enemies of America. It's you frauds who are anti-Trumpers. You frauds, liars, Haters of America, it's you people who are the threat to democracy. Don't try for one minute to, to make America's greatest president into somebody who somehow should be thought about or even suspected of having committed some kind of wrong against America. Are you nuts? Well, let me answer that question. Yes, you are. You're absolutely both crazy and hateful. And you know what? Please, just just go to a different country. You hate the country so much, nobody's forcing you to stay here. Get out of our way. Get out of our lives. We have our freedom. We're going to defend it. And if you're not freedom-loving, well, then go to an oppressive regime and take your sick policies with you. All right, I'm going to show you that video. Let's... Join together in the Lord's Prayer for this nation, for, for President Trump, for his associates, his family, uh, for the candidates that are running who are willing to protect innocent life, protect our freedom, who are willing to be honest about what's going on, whether it's what's in an affidavit or what's in the womb who are willing to protect your children from being indoctrinated and our borders to be secure. Let's pray the words that Jesus taught us with all these intentions in mind. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Remember, friends, as President Trump always tells us, and we're going to watch this beautiful video as we conclude, but remember, you and I are part of the greatest political movement in American history. We put America first because this country does not belong to the radical left that's trying to destroy it. This country belongs to you and me. And America's greatest days are yet to come. God bless you. I'm Father Frank Pavone. Please watch and share this beautiful video about our greatest president, Donald J. Trump. God bless. It's one of the great American success stories. A builder who left his mark on skylines around the world. A businessman with an extraordinary ability to communicate directly with the American people. A leader who grew tired of politicians, leading our country down a road to ruin. He didn't do it for money or power or fame. He had all that. He did it because of his love for our great country. And we will make America great again. Donald J. Trump beat the odds, smashed the establishment, and won the presidency for the American people. Donald Trump has defeated Hillary Clinton to become president-elect. Hillary Clinton has called Donald Trump to concede the race. It has been a stunning night. It has been a historic night. Washington, D.C., the establishment is terrified, and they should be. They were all, all of them wrong, making this one of the greatest upsets in American political history. Immediately upon taking office, President Trump changed things. But change threatened the establishment, and the establishment fought back. Democrat obstruction, phony investigations, the dishonest media, an incredible 92% of stories are negative. No president has seen anything like it. Despite everything they threw at him, President Trump delivered for the American people, and he delivered like never before. Building the strongest economy in American history, seven million new jobs, the lowest ever unemployment for black and Hispanic Americans, ending the Biden era of lopsided trade deals that sent our factories overseas, passing the historic USMCA, taking on China, winning the trade war, protecting and strengthening Medicare and Social Security, lowering the cost of insulin, delivering the first real drop in drug prices in 50 years, restoring our military, fixing the VA, bringing our troops home and taking the world's deadliest terrorists off the battlefield. Soleimani, al-Baghdadi, ISIS, brought to justice. Moving America's embassy to Jerusalem, a new era of strength and solidarity with our ally Israel. Negotiating a historic peace deal between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Securing our border, miles of new border wall being built. Illegal immigration dropped to the lowest point in a decade. Tackling the coronavirus head on banning travel from China, mobilizing government, business, and the American people to manufacture masks, ventilators, and medical supplies, and launching Operation Warp Speed, an unprecedented effort to develop a vaccine to eradicate the coronavirus from the face of the earth in record time. President Trump has accomplished more for the American people in four years than any other president in history, and in his second term, he will lead America to even greater heights, draining the swamp, rebuilding the economy, bringing back millions of jobs, creating 10 million new jobs in 10 months, new opportunities for all Americans, not just those at the top. 
lowering drug costs, expanding access to high-quality health care for every American family, defending America's police, restoring law and order to our cities, stopping illegal immigration and protecting American families, and ending America's reliance on China once and for all bringing back jobs and factories, making medicine and products in America again. President Trump will rebuild America's infrastructure, renew hope and our entrepreneurial spirit for a new generation, and restore the American dream. It won't be easy, never pretty. The swamp will continue to fight him every step of the way. But under President Trump, our families will thrive, our incomes will rise, our communities will be kept safe. Our factories will flourish. Our flag will fly high. Our country will soar. And we will make America great again. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.